listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast with Monica Woodhams. Influencer Girl Lifestyle is all about connecting you with top entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities who are sharing their secrets to living the influencer life behind the Instagram filters. So get ready to learn the ins and outs about influence, some girl talk, from dating to shopping for Gucci belts, and of course, the all-too-frequent debate over mimosas versus Bloody Marys at brunch. Here's your host and go-to for all things influencer lifestyle, Monica Woodhams. Hey, y'all. I'm here today recording live in D.C. with my in-person co-host, Rose Elam, and we're joined today by Taylor and Ethan, a.k.a. the Capital Couple here in D.C. So, welcome, Rose. Thank you so much for co-hosting with me today. It's so fun to do in-person interviews. I don't do them often, but love every chance I get. Yeah, absolutely. So excited to be here, y'all. So we both say y'all. I love that. It's okay. (laughs) Are we all going to be y'all people? Um, So Taylor and Ethan, they are two attorneys living in Washington, D.C., documenting what the city has to offer. So welcome. Thanks for having us. This is our first podcast. We're really excited. Yeah, really excited to be here. In, in, ca- in case uh, my voice gets mixed up with the new girls, <laughs> <laughs> or sorry, y'alls. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so let's kick it off with a little icebreaker, this or that. So Taylor, I'll start with you. Yoga or bar? Yoga for sure. Like hands down, like no so, bar. Actually, I guess the the real honest answer is I've never done bar, but everyone says I should try it because I'm a dancer. I've been a dancer my entire life, oh, you should definitely but that's why it. I love yoga is because I still have some flexibility. So I feel good enough to attend class, but my core is so weak that I feel like I'm really improving in that area. So <laughs> it motivates me. You would rock bar though. I am so uncoordinated and I've done it and it's horrendous. Like I have no hand-eye coordination, but dancers are awesome. So I've heard it's a really good workout. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's not fair to pick you up and try and bar. Okay. Ethan, tequila or wine? Oh man. Uh, no, I think I'll have to go with wine on that. Tequila and I are not friends. No? No. Uh, usually ends up a bad night whenever that happens. So wine all the way. Yeah. Okay. Are you rose tequila or wine? I'm only recently tequila. And by recently, I mean the last like three years of, as an adult. Because yeah. wow. I, what, I know. After you can afford the, the higher, the, the better exactly. yeah. tequila is the worst. Oh, yeah. Wow. That is, I discovered the finer margaritas. Um, and fell in love with them. Sure. And so, yes, yeah. and I'm definitely that annoying, like, skinny marg girl at a bar. So I'll own it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Taylor, Instagram posts or stories? I'm going to be that complicated person who doesn't just pick a this or that that has, like, a rationale. This is the lawyer in me. I love um, the creativity and thought that goes into a post just because since it's more permanent, I feel like it's a lot more thoughtful. But that's also the exact reason why I also love stories is that you can put up a lot more content a lot quicker because it's only there for 24 hours. If I have to pick one, it's going to be stories because it's lower pressure and I feel like you get to see more of a personality with video and yeah, other I, I, like that. I, I like stories better as well. They're, they're more raw. Like with posts yeah. a lot of times, I mean, 
It can feel it's so structured and manufactured. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Okay. Have y'all played around with IGTV at all? We haven't tried it yet. Oh, we just now got should. comfortable speaking on video. I don't know if people noticed. <laughs> we like just did pictures and boomerangs, and even videos would just be like background noise, music, or silence. And it's a pretty recent thing that we started using that reverse cam right. and uh, recording ourselves <laughs> talking on camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't looked into IGTV too much, but I mean, it's it's basically like stories with more pr- production value. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of to a degree. And yeah. longer. Longer. Yeah. Right. Longer. Yeah. I think it's like Instagram trying to keep you on Instagram and not on YouTube. Okay. But sure. I mean, have you watched any Instagram? Yeah, I oh, actually I have. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a big proponent for them. I think that a lot of the bloggers that um, I've worked with are starting to do it, and we've seen some success, which is awesome. Um, and really, if you think about it, people are in bed and they're watching their stories, right? Yeah. But that kind of goes really quickly, and so you want to watch something a little bit longer. Um, and so we've actually seen that the watch rates are higher than YouTube, which is interesting. Oh. So yeah, people stay longer. There we go. And it's convenient because it's all in one place. Exactly. We, That's we've exactly had it. like a lot of people give us advice that social media is going more towards video and mm-hmm. audio rather than just the still picture, right? So mm-hmm. that it feels more real and you get to know the person. And um, I've just been given a lot of advice that we should try to get into that space, whether it's something like a podcast or a weekly video, just talking about the newest things in DC, weekly, monthly, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if we're going so much towards audio, though, like how am I supposed to secretly scroll Instagram stories at work? Yeah, you know? that's, true. that's true. That's true. Asking the real question. Asking the real question. Silent film is coming back, yeah. I guess. Ethan sends me so many stories or videos while I'm at work, and I'm like, I'm not going to appreciate this because I can't watch it with sound. <laughs> <laughs> so just can you wait till we get some captions? Yeah, captions. Yeah, that's like everything we need to have captions. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Okay, Ethan, takeout or cooking? Um, we. We eat takeout more often, probably, but I love to cook. Um, I'm definitely the cook of Taylor and I. Yeah, he's the uh, cook of the fam. I, she does she does a, a serviceable job as a sous chef. <laughs> yeah. What she needs to. I'm too, really but. good at toast and making a salad. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Top ramen. No, my role is to play music, pour us a drink, and hang out in the kitchen with him while he cooks. Yeah. Which is important. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a very, a very important, important job. I uh, but emotional assistant. I think grilling grilling is my number one though. Yeah. Uh, he's Jude answer. Grill master. Category. Okay, and Taylor, the last one is for you. Leather jacket or denim jacket? Um, so to be honest, we listened to another one of your podcasts um, <laughs> to get an idea of what it's going to be like. And I even when this when you asked somebody else this question, I was like, I have no idea. I feel like they're both trends that I want to get into, but I don't have the right denim jacket or leather jacket yet. So yeah, I, you have a good I'm, leather jacket. I mean, which one? Oh, my brown one. Yeah. Oh, that's a good story. So when we were in <laughs> New York City, we went to a bottomless brunch, and then we walked into a Michael Kors just to look around, and there was this gorgeous brown leather jacket that was on sale, and I had had enough mimosas, and the um, sales rep just kept telling me how great I looked in this jacket. <laughs> so now I have a brown leather Michael yes. Kors jacket. Yeah. So I'll pick leather jacket. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Rose, are you on the leather or denim jacket? Leather, absolutely. Yeah, I can't. 
I don't know. I feel like I lived the first round of like denim jackets back in middle school. So I can't quite get into like the second swing of them. <laughs> um, plus I think leather jackets make me look really edgy and anything that I can do to edgy. spice it up. <laughs> Need all the help I can get. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's the wordiest, most complicated this or that answers. Or... <laughs> These have been one of the most detailed. Yes. <laughs> You'll get that a lot. Yeah, we think the beauty's in the it's detail. A two hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's transition into talking about ca- the capital couple. Is it the capital couple or capital couple? We just say capital couple. Okay, cool. Either so works. either one. Okay, so whose idea was it? Mine. Yeah, I, I mean, Taylor took the lead on really okay. blazing the trail for it, I guess. Yeah, so. Um, I guess we should talk about how it all kind of started, right? So we had friends coming to visit, friends and family coming to visit us in D.C. all the time. And as most people do when they come here, you're going to take at least a three-day weekend um, if you're traveling. And we couldn't really take off work or leave school every Mm -hmm. Friday, Monday, whatever it may be, to show our friends around. And um, I'll almost say, like, we didn't really trust our friends and family to go to the right places, but that's only yes. because we think D.C. is kind of a hard city to explore after you've gone past that first layer of touristy activities. And I don't really think you gain an appreciation for the city until you get to that next deeper level. And we wanted to make sure that they had a really good time so that they'd want to come back and visit us all the time because we figured we'd be here for a while and, um, you know, just want them to have a great experience and learn to love the city as much as we did. So... I remember one of our friends was coming in town and I just was trying to make a list, ended up opening a Word document, and it just became this massive document that was so detailed that was organized by neighborhood of the best places to eat and drink, um, the best activities, and, and you know, the food and the food was categorized by best cuisine or different cuisines and then best place for a coffee or a drink and how to get there by foot, by Metro, by Uber. Um, this is intense. Very so, detail oriented. Yeah. Very intense. What order you should go in so you don't have to backtrack. Oh my gosh. Like special oh my gosh. notes like this place closes at three on a Thursday and would just give it to people and be like, whichever activity you want to do, this is what you can do in that neighborhood. Um, so well, that a lot of our friends guidance. and family, as a disclaimer, they need the handholding. <laughs> they, they needed to be told. told like, Here's our People really appreciated it. Oh, so yeah. I started oh, to sure. give it to friends and family and then coworkers and coworkers, friends and family, and oh, then clients so were funny. asking for it. And it just got to a point where I realized that, you know, it was really useful and more people that we don't know could enjoy it. And so the original idea was just to throw this up on a website and it was like, you know, Worst case scenario, we've helped other people explore our city in a really great way. Best case scenario, this turns into some kind of business. Yeah. And so we actually just created our social media platforms on the side because we figured that's what a lot of people are using now to find different activities and things um, to you know to check out. And then it turned out that social media was where most of the growth you know came, anyways. And so um, yeah, I was just laying in bed one night, couldn't sleep. And Capital Couple, just like the name came to my head. Because we had been talking about it for a while and couldn't really decide on a name. And I, before I could even wake Ethan up and make sure he liked it, I created the account. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so most of your decisions happen, I guess. I usually sleep like three like, hours. Uh, good morning, by the way. These are all by the things way. that I did last night while you were asleep. <laughs> Hope you like it. We now have two jobs. Yeah. 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 Congratulations. <laughs> You're hired. So how long has the blog been going? Or how long has this been going? 
even before it was maybe a blog. Like yes. so the blog and the social media a little over a year. We just realized that we missed our one year anniversary. Oh. Yeah. We were like, oops, we didn't do anything for that. Well well well, you know, we, we started Capital Couple, like our accounts and everything mm-hmm. roughly a year ago, but then it wasn't really until the new year that we focused started on it. Uh, you know, zoning in on it. My my dad passed away in no, in uh, early November, and so we had just kind of started, yeah. and then you know, it kind of made a hiatus there. And yeah. but like right after the new year, we we got back and I like, had a frank discussion like, is this something we want to put some time into? And yeah, uh, we did it. It seems to be a good decision. Yeah, af- yeah. After we lost Ethan's dad, it was clearly just like this is not a priority. So we didn't do anything for the months of November or December. And on our drive back from like the winter holidays, um, Ethan told me that one of his New Year's resolutions was he wanted to like revive the blog. And it, one way we've really utilized it is to help us love the city more and to just have a better time by meeting people and having new experiences here. And um, that was a New Year's resolution, and we've really. Yeah. Pursued it big well, time. Well, and before we started the blog, we uh, DC has so much to offer, but we had kind of gotten into ruts. Like we had found great restaurants places. and great bars, but after a couple of years up here, we're like, you know, every other week we're going to this same great yeah, restaurant, the same great bar when there's 20 new ones each. Mm-hmm. You know, and not to mention those go-to places were so touristy because it's like yeah. the first places we found up here and we liked them, so we didn't really branch out stuff like. Founding Farmers, which now oh God. To me seems like so touristy now that we have really explored the city. Um, and so it, it's it's definitely shown us a totally different experience since we started the blog than the years we had here yeah. prior. Right. And when did you guys get to D.C.? When did you move? I've been here since August of 2012. Okay. So over six years. And I've been here August 2013. Yeah. So okay. five and six years. Yeah. And we were in law school for three of those years, which means we didn't really have a life. <laughs> so um, that's another reason that, like, after one year of working and having the ability to go out and do things and mm-hmm. feeling we kind of... We something to blow was, our money on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would go out and everything just felt kind of stale and old and not that exciting, like the places we were going. And we weren't really meeting new people aside from work. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we this was the, the yeah. creation of that boredom. <laughs> and frustration. I love that. Yeah. What has been one of the most surprising outcomes now that like your following has grown so much? Is there anything that you're like, oh, wasn't expecting that to happen? Any like collaborations or just even the people that you're meeting? I feel like all, all the things that surprise me to other people are probably obvious because it's it's what you expect as an influencer. But I, I will say at the outset, I don't even know that we ever thought we would be influencers or even think of ourselves in that way. It was just kind of to be like travel guides. And then that was the surprise is that by putting things out there, people... You, you gain their trust and then you become an influencer almost inadvertently, right? Yeah. And um, I'm surprised with how open and honest people are with us, like in a good way, mm-hmm. and um, how often people come to us for advice and really take our advice and like right. go out and eat at those places and drink at those places. And yeah. I don't, it's really well, cool I, I, that I, people like value our opinion so much. Yeah, well, I, I, th- I think the, the two main things for me have been one, I mean, I was very, I guess, I don't know if it's the right word, ignorant of like the influencer community and like, or like what it, that really meant. Mm-hmm. And to see the like uh, willingness and uh, excitement of brands to and uh, you know restaurants and in the DC area to work with us uh, was it's you know really, cool. really surprised me. Uh, but then just as much so, like you know, I, I kind of 
thought that there was this wall between the Instagram accounts that that I would follow and like their followers. Right. But, well, but what can I to echo Taylor? We've made some real friends out of this, and uh, yeah. you know, built lasting relationships. So. And that's I know you probably get this answer a lot um, in podcasts, but I'm gonna reiterate it because I do think it's so true. The whole collaboration over competition thing is is so true within the blog community. And we say this having gone to law school, which can be pretty competitive, and working in a field where it can be kind of cutthroat. You know, you want to win your case, and it's about the the win loss ratio, not always the relationships um, and people have really been so supportive and looking out for us and helping us out since we're still people we want to be our friends <laughs> <laughs> we still consider ourselves newbies and people have been so willing to like show us the way and give us advice it's really cool yeah yeah I mean that is one of the cool things about this space is like y'all said I've met some really cool people that I wouldn't have met otherwise my friend who I went to fashion week with in just like three weeks ago, I met her because I interviewed her on my podcast back in like February. So That's it's so like cool. so. New York Fashion Week. Yeah. How was that? It was a whirlwind. Y'all went to DC Fashion Week. I yeah, saw that this, this, this past, past week. week. Yeah. How was that? It was really cool. It was our first fashion show. Um, yeah. Fashion yeah, it was kind of our first time really anything. being involved with it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, it seems to be really growing in DC. I think we, I think DC Fashion Week is one of the biggest in in America now. Oh wow. I think, I think they said top 5. Oh that's so, fascinating. I don't know, I had no idea. Don't Go quote me DC. on that. <laughs> yeah. But, but it it was really cool. It was also a different environment. I felt like we met new people that we haven't seen in other places because yeah. we haven't done as many fashion events and now um, we're getting more involved in that space. Yeah, that's awesome. So as your growth is happening, as you're really starting to connect with people within DC, do you ever feel like is the next step to expand beyond DC or are you making like a real conscious effort to really stick to DC? We have this, we've had this like debate all summer because we traveled the entire summer from the moment we got engaged to now. I was even out of town last weekend. We haven't been around. And so I've gone to a lot of great places, um, or we have some of my trips have been solo, some have been together, capture a lot of great content. And we've been sharing it so people know what we're up to, but really more so in stories and not posts because, um, we, we really want to focus more on DC and, and we've done a poll in the past that even said like, Hey, would you rather us continue to focus mm -hmm. on DC or do all of our travels? And 80% said all of your travels, which is great that it's a majority, but that still means that a fifth of our audience really loves that when they see something on their feed, they can actually get in a car and go to that location yeah. for dinner not be like, this looks great. Oh wait, it's in New York city, which happens to us all the time. Oh my God. And that can be frustrating, but um, it doesn't mean we'll never expand, but we feel like we need to do a better job get, keeping people updated on current DC stuff before we bite off more than we can chew and we don't really feel like we're doing enough right now because we're spread so thin right well so I, now DC I, I, I think at the same time one of our most valuable traits with capital couple is we've been in DC long enough to where we're really knowledgeable about the city we're far from experts but like we we know the best hole-in-the-wall restaurants that you can get into last minute on a Saturday night mm -hmm. something that like or a new neighborhood to go yeah. explore uh, Best we, apple we, fritters in the city, which I am searching for right now, in case you have any recommendations. Uh, uh, <laughs> tell me later. Tell me later. Okay. I'll get back Real to you on question, that one. though. Uh, I've never had one. So but, uh, but, uh, okay. but when we love to travel, but when we're traveling, we're, you know, 
we're novices to most of the cities we're yeah, going right. to as well. So mm-hmm. how much can we really tell someone about yeah. where to go? And we're we're relying on other brands to tell us when we go to these new cities. And we kind of like to use our vacations as an an actual break from from work and the blog. And like you know, we'll still be responsive on social media and email, but trying not to be so active about having to go out and capture content yeah. when you're on. It's not a blogger vacation. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely yeah. two separate things. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the other idea outside of DC. So Ethan's. One of his ideas for the future of the brand is to make Capital Couple like a nationwide concept. Well, well so on on one level, <laughs> with with our like uh, when we look to like what we want Capital Couple to become, like to, on one side we look at building ourselves as a personal brand, but on the other side, I'm interested in exploring what Capital Couple can become in and of itself uh, and expand to new cities. Uh, you know, maybe one day have quote unquote capital couples plural in different cities yeah. to kind of uh, expand. Uh, and I mean, that's, you know, a big dream, but, you know, something that we may one day explore as we get older and we don't have as much time to be going out on the weekends. And you if know? you get me on board with the idea, okay, so speaking of that. What is it like to run a business as a couple? Is there like certain roles that one person fills and then the other's like, okay, that's your area, so I'll let you take the reins on that? Is it collaboration no matter what the area Taylor's is? Taylor's the boss. Yeah. <laughs> hands, hands down. Just, just like in our relationship, Taylor's Good the boss. Good uh, answer. No, I, uh, um, I, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I think, uh, you know, we, kind of got some experience with this in law school. Uh, we, we met early on our first semester, our second semester of law school. And for the next two and a half years, I mean, anyone will tell, that has gone through it, law school is complete hell. And to have someone to get through it with is huge. And Taylor and I were able to collaborate and work together through that process and get through that. And uh, a lot of our roles and how we divvied up, you know, Assignments and we weren't supposed to work together, but sometimes we did. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I, I think that that's kind of translated into to this business. I mean, I mean, it's part of being a couple. You're a good team. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm definitely the boss. Yes, just to reiterate <laughs> that. But no, Ethan is like we. I jokingly call him the creative director. He's definitely the creative one. I'm more logistical. Like this is what needs to be done, and this is when we're going to do it by. Um, and he has those creative genes for ideas when it comes to content creation. Um, and we we split the roles. So oftentimes, Ethan will actually write the first draft of almost all of our blog posts from scratch, and then I love to edit, so I edit them. <laughs> And then send them back for more revisions. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that'll, ha- that'll happen a few times. Um, Red marks. That's why I noticed we don't have a lot of uh, recent blog posts. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a, a few in the queue. Um, but then I'll go in. Just a and few I, more I, rounds of it. I know how to do. Um, I, I know how to do everything on our website. We use WordPress, so I know how to you know upload the photos and format everything and get it uploaded. And then um, I will do. I'd say like probably 75% of our social media and 25% is Ethan. Um, he's even if I'm doing it, he is the idea behind a lot of it. But I'm the person that's on there like posting the content. Um, but you know, a lot of the captions, most of our captions are written by Ethan. Um, that and, creativity and personal stylist and the personal <laughs> personal stylist for the blog. Yes, he picks out all my outfits and clothes. 
Yes. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about that because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you mentioned it in the beginning. So you threw that out there and I think it's hysterical. Like, I, so my husband would never be able to, like, he can't even tell the difference between like one outfit one day to the next. Like if I'm wearing clothes, that's like, <laughs> great, great <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> so like, tell me more about this dynamic because it boggles my mind. Seriously. When Ethan met me, I had like hair to my butt, didn't wear any makeup, was probably wearing a Grateful Dead tie-dye t-shirt, Nike Norts and Chacos. I was like a Not total an exaggeration. hippie, like, you know, hiking and bathing in rivers and everything. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I had some improvements to make in the style. Well, and I knew that she could that she could dress up. Oh, so you saw a diamond I, in the rug. I saw a diamond. Well, and Taylor used to do. So then, how does that cut? Yeah, how do you coax that diamond out? Like, well, well Taylor used to do uh, Miss America pageants. I used pageants. to do pageants back in the day, so I knew okay. how to do hair and makeup right. and everything. I just chose not to, was, you know, sticking it to the man or yeah. something like that at the time. <laughs> um, but no, even now, like. He just has an eye for this kind of stuff as far as, like, don't look at my outfit right now because he didn't help me this morning and so I were to work. But he um, he's just good at pairing things. And I, it's better with, like, trends and what's current where I would kind of just wear the same thing every day if no one cared. Exactly. So where do you pick up on the trends and, like, what's current? You know, do you, oh, do you pick I, up I, an uh, I, I don't know that I necessarily, at this at this point, for my own style and to a degree with Taylor's, I guess, uh, I just kind of know what works. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not as... I'm not it as well, 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 I, I, well, I, mean, I mean more so not... <laughs> I'm, I'm really a fashion savant. Is, is, is the but uh, but I... Uh, um, I used to be more adventurous with my with my style, yeah. But you know, at by this point, I know what looks good on me and what doesn't. Yeah. And Taylor and I've been together long enough. I know what's you know, gonna look yeah. good on her and what isn't. That's true. I That's love true. what I'm you're so nervous <laughs> to buy things at the store and bring them home without there <laughs> to say yes because I know most of the time he's like. Absolutely. I'm like, all right, I'll be right back. I gotta go return everything. Oh <laughs> yeah, I, I send her first drafts of. Uh, but it's good because it's right because yeah. then I don't end up keeping a bunch of clothes I never wear because they don't look. That's good. true. So That's it's true. true. It's helpful to have another set of eyes. I, I, I always send her the first draft of uh, blog post. She sends me the first draft of her shop. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. I'm so jealous. Monica is that person for me. <laughs> I try. Yeah. I try. I used to work at Neiman Marcus in the corporate offices, and the creative director, Ken Downing, came to speak to our class when I was in the executive development program. And there was another kid in my class who idolized him, like just thought he was just like a savant when it came to fashion, which I mean, I think he's a little overrated, but whatever. So the kid, so the kid in my class, he has his question prepared because you could ask him a question. He's like, I'm going to ask him how he learns about the trends, what he reads every single morning so that I can start reading that every morning. So it's time for questions. And he raises his hand and he's so nervous. And so he asks and Ken Downing just goes, I don't read anything. It all just comes to me. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, we're not so different, you know. We don't study the trends, we make them, okay? I love it. <laughs> I'm dying. So what advice do you have for people who maybe they want to start a blog with their significant other? What advice do you have 
in order to make sure that like, you know, it's a, it's a good fit. Cause I'm sure it's not for everyone to work together. For sure. Yeah. I would agree with that statement. I think one, you need to make sure that both of you are on board because if one of you really wants to do it and you're dragging the other along, it's not going to be fun for you. Um, the blog is a full-time job and it can be stressful. And even with both of us being a hundred percent willing participants, we still have those stressful moments of trying to get everything done and meet, meet brand deadlines. Um, as well as produce new content and on a Saturday night when we really want to stay in we realize we might need to go out and explore the newest hottest place and if only one of you is is really excited about that it's not going to be fun you're going to be paying money to go out and sit at you know ex- take the time to go out to a restaurant spend the money to sit at an expensive restaurant and not have a good date because one of you is there for work and the other was dragged there by your right. significant other you know and uh, and I I would say this towards Typically, not always, but probably the guys, like, you gotta be willing to put some of your personality and touch onto the content that's coming out as well. And that's something that I'm still working on a lot. Yeah. I have a lot of ideas. You just need I'm, to pursue them. Right. And I'm, I'm sometimes a bit more resistant to, uh, um, getting more involved. And, and I, and I, I mean, we by no means split the work 50 50. Taylor does the lion's share of it. But you gotta, I mean, it's, two heads that have to combine and it's it becomes clear pretty quickly if it's just one of you doing all the work and the other one just you know attaching your name Tagging to it along. Yeah. yeah we actually haven't seen like that many um blogger couples where mm-hmm. we feel like both of the bloggers are really involved rather than just being like the the girl for example putting up a picture of her and her you know husband or boyfriend and so that's why i push ethan a lot where i'm like hey you're gonna do the post today what do mm-hmm. you want to put up what do you want to say because you need to get your voice out she there. drags me kicking and screaming <laughs> yeah not always my <laughs> advice was just to not do that to people <laughs> no but um i was gonna say that earlier too that that's a big difference between like yeah law school we had a team effort to get each other through it but it was really your individual experience as to what you're you know what you're gonna get out of your education here um the difference is that this is a combined brand and it reflects on each of us and so we both need to feel comfortable with it and be honest when you don't like you know what how something portrays you and so um, you really have to have a collaborative a collaborative relationship where you can listen to each other and take each other's feedback into account or else it's not really going to be an accurate reflection of who you are and um, I think you know that's important to us too is to keep the blog authentic as to you know who we are and what our relationships really yeah, like absolutely, absolutely. And, and the last thing I'll say too is that it, try to like set aside time that's not about the blog and work and everything because oftentimes we get home from work and we're excited to see each other but then I even though I'm exhausted have to go through our to-do list of decisions that we need to make together before I can get back to brands or um, respond to people and if I'm too tired and we don't do it then you're getting like a whole nother day behind because you want to be together to make these decisions Um, but at the same time it it gets exhausting if you're constantly doing it so you want to put the phone Ethan makes me put electronics away (laughs) So that we can just have like time together and not worry about the blog. Absolutely, because as much as we are a influencer couple, maybe yeah. you want to call it, we're really a team, and that's a lot different from being an actual couple. And right. uh, I mean, we we can be just as bad about going days with going to work, coming back, doing blog, going to sleep, and mm-hmm. forgetting that. Oh wait, we need to Spend time facilitate yeah. our <laughs> own couple or our, ourselves together. Yeah. And 
but we're getting better at it. Yeah, Ethan will. <laughs> you're gonna. Well, it's not working. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> Ethan will always be like, put the electronics away, look at me, and say, we're engaged to be married. <laughs> she needs the reminder. I'm like, okay, yes. and I put, put the electronics away. That's adorable. <laughs> So question about, you mentioned, you know, you write your own Instagram post and I think that's awesome. Um, do you get a lot of feedback from other guys on social media? Um, it, it depends to a degree. I, I think just off the top, my, and, and, I, and I think you all agree with me on this, a lot of the influencer community, it's female driven. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, why? And and I'm curious. That's that's partly why I'm oftentimes okay with Taylor, you know, taking on the lion's share of, or the bigger portion of the work because she's getting more of the benefit out of it and engaging with mm-hmm. more, uh, you know, other females. Whereas the male influencer community is somewhat limited. Yeah. Uh, it's it's growing, uh, and I'm trying to come up with more ideas to. Uh, to draw out more guys to engage mm-hmm. with and not just male influencers like guys in DC because right, yeah, 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 yeah I exactly. think about exactly. Ethan like is on his personal Instagram all the time mm-hmm. like he actually loves Instagram and seeing what celebrities and or athletes are doing and so I'm trying to get him to produce you know similar content for other guys out there who aren't necessarily influencers and he has all these great ideas that I refer to like um, you know highlighting the best whiskey bars or cigar bars or doing like a monthly sport DC sports blog about yeah. all the games that are games that are coming up and what his analysis is of the teams. Um, because I feel like that's the kind of thing that guys would be really interested in, but it's, I mean, it's hard with our full-time jobs right. to really pursue all your ideas. Yeah. Right. They yeah. get put on the back burner. So. Absolutely. No, I was just so curious because I feel like DC is just a sea of black suits, right? Like, especially for guys, there's oh, kind of like a huge it lack. Kills me. Yeah. There's that's a, why right now, it's I, like, I, yeah, I like you are, you look so sharp suit, right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm taking note. Like, I'm going to take my husband to suit supply after this <laughs> and get him dressed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, you know, like with the blog, we 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 try to show like the the more fun side of DC, yeah. but like to a degree, you can't DC can't shake the stigma. That's true that you know it is kind of you know dark suits right? and but rigid. But that's why yeah. I love kind of that you're out there doing this because I don't think that people or men in DC know that there's another option other than like a Brooks Brothers yeah. suit yeah. from like whatever outlet that they took to a bad tailor. Not that <laughs> I am speaking from experience. If, if they there. took it to a tailor. <laughs> if, if they, they took, took it to a tailor, tailor. yeah. Guys, yeah. take your and suits to tailors. Please, dear God. Um, <laughs> but that's why I love it is because I just don't think maybe the word is visible. Like a stylish alternative isn't visible. And so that's why I yeah, think it's yeah. so interesting that you're out there doing that. So you know? I, that. I think also though the city can feel judgmental like mm-hmm. that people are constantly making you know opinions of of you even when you're out just having a good time mm-hmm. and so I think that's also why the style in the fashion here is so conservative mm-hmm. I that's actually one of my favorite things about the blog that I haven't even thought about until we're having this conversation but I definitely wear much more fun stuff out now because I'm like it's for the blog <laughs> shot, whatever you know whatever but I remember when we you mean go, I dress, dress you in more fun stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I remember when we would, even when we would go out in law school, I'd be like nervous to wear certain mm-hmm. things that say I'd wear in Vegas or New York City or something mm-hmm. yeah. that I would never wear out in DC because it's just, it's a very conservative city style wise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It took me like years to manage to wear a crop top out here. <laughs> years to get up the courage. Yeah. But great decision once I learned to do that. If you yeah. pull one quote from the interview, I think that's, that's, that's it. That's it. It's true. Like, so I just moved to DC in the spring, late spring, and it was kind of an accident that I ended up here. Basically, we went to a winery in Virginia, and I got drunk. She got me drunk and was like, "Well, why don't you just move to DC?" And I said, "Yes." And I and the next week, I literally signed up for classes at Georgetown to make an excuse to come to DC. That was a great, great decision. Great experience. Some people get drunk and buy a leather Michael Kors jacket. Some people get drunk and move across the country. Yeah, exactly. So I had no idea that DC is like such a fun place that is as vibrant. Like, I just thought you only come out here if you're going to work for the government or in politics, and that's pretty much it. And I feel like, honestly, I love this city because it's so easy to explore. I lived in L.A. and in Dallas and Kansas City before this, and L.A. has so much, but it's impossible to explore, like, on a Thursday. I feel like in D.C., you can just bop around on a Thursday, on a Wednesday, and it's totally manageable. Yeah. 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 Especially once I mean, if you live here, so you're not stuck in the tourist traps and yeah. you know how to get around, you don't even have to necessarily know where to go. You can just go for yeah. a walk and run into the coolest things, which is one of my favorite things about DC. Yeah. Is you'll just find hidden gems everywhere. And yeah. it's a really clean city too. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's, <laughs> I, everyone, ta- I also just got back from New York, so everything is like yeah. pristine. When I, that's where all your federal tax dollars are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like uh, no one ever told me that this was like an urban environment that is just like clean yeah yeah I feel like DC I mean this is one of my selling points to Monica so I've lived here well I don't really remember yeah I know (laughs) we went to like four wineries that day um but so I lived here since 2011 and I love it um and I think that it's one of the most livable cities and I but I hate that it's so unglamorous to so many people outside of the city and that's I think it's awesome that you guys are kind of repping DC so to speak um but I'm curious, and maybe I'm stealing your question, but Monica and I were talking about this before she moved up here, and you know there are huge blogger communities like Dallas, LA, New York, um, you know some of the southern cities, huge amount of bloggers. I mean, I think Dallas has more bloggers per capita than anywhere else <laughs> in the world. Yeah, um, DC seems to have none, and for being like one of the biggest cities to have like a, I don't know, not as big of a presence in lifestyle bloggers is interesting. And I was wondering if you guys noticed that and what your thoughts were on it. So um, because we started this just as a DC travel guide and and not really to be bloggers or influencers mm-hmm. or in that community, I don't think we ever knew what the standard was or what it's like in other cities or what to seek out because we never really played the comparison game with other cities. I mean, if we are looking for inspiration, we'll just look to like general users in other cities, yeah. to cool restaurants and um, you know coffee shops and stuff. And maybe if we find a blogger like inspiration for how to pose or something like that. Um, but 
but so we didn't really we don't really know what to compare it to. But yeah. on the same time, I've met like Ethan said, they're mainly female. I've met a lot of DC bloggers out yeah. here. I don't know how it compares to other places, but it's a good community. And maybe because it's not so big, it's pretty tight knit. Like yeah. you, you run into the same people at a lot of events, but there's still um, a big enough community that it's not the same group everywhere you go. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And they're all very diverse and doing totally different things. Like no one else really does DC travel. Yeah. The closest thing is maybe like a lifestyle blogger will show where they had coffee or lunch yeah. that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think, I think they're there. Um, yeah. But, I don't but know. a little bit more diverse maybe. Yeah. Than, yeah. yeah. It is places. very diverse yeah. community compared to what I've seen. For yeah. Other cities. I mean, yeah. Um, there's some, I fashion, think you can definitely tell that all fashion and, uh, we just found them all by searching for like hashtag DC blogger or something <laughs> yeah. on Instagram for the most part. And it, it makes sense that it's a more diverse community because DC is really kind of largely a city of transplants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, people are coming from all over the country and those that decide to go to the influencer route and, you know, try to work on that, they're bringing their own taste from whether it's New York yeah. or Northeast mm-hmm. or their own spices or. to the stew. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah, and I think you bring up a really good point, Taylor, about, you know, you didn't do the comparison game because obviously I see a lot of people who are trying to get into the space um, for the first time, like this year, for example. But a lot of them are watching what their favorite bloggers are doing, and then they're just essentially kind of even on accident replicating the content and then sometimes it feels like the Instagram feed is just like I would never know who it is because it could be the same person posting all those things Mm -hmm. so I think that that's a really important lesson that like if you really want to create original content sometimes it really means just not looking at what anyone else is doing and just doing what feels on brand for y'all so I think that that's a really big reminder it's, it's nice it's the uh it's the what, what was his name ken downing effect yeah exactly yeah. exactly it's nice because ethan doesn't really you. like scroll in- instagram and look at what other typical bloggers are doing mm-hmm. i mean because like i said he follows mainly like celebrities and athletes and you don't really um a lot of dogs yeah <laughs> actually seriously it's all dogs 75 percent of the accounts i follow we dogs. rate dogs dog of the day yes. yeah i'd say nine out of ten things he's me on instagram each day are dogs yes um but so, but so I, I, I actually you would see a lot of inspiration on our posts yeah. if you if you follow the same dog <laughs> so but since he doesn't look at it he doesn't you know get stuck into that mold of making it look like others yeah. so even if i say looked at some big bloggers account and had some inspiration or wanted to pose in a similar way and I went and did it Ethan would tell me like that doesn't look like you or that doesn't look natural and then we would make it our own twist or whatever it is um, to make sure that it's original so I think that's why it's good too to have another set of eyes and have inspiration coming from another place Mm -hmm. so that you um, either create your own spin on something or your own content from scratch without just replicating what everyone else is doing yeah well and I mean kind of like we were saying earlier there aren't a lot of couple bloggers or influencers out there and because of that we didn't have as much to go off of you know we were kind of I'm not going to say blazing our own trail, but something <laughs> well, like Even that. if you look at like people's engagement pictures, for example, yeah. for just inspiration on how to pose that makes your body look flattering, right? Which is something that 
I do when we get ready for photo shoots because we don't really know how to pose. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to take a class on posing. Like, I I have no idea. If if anyone out there listening (laughs) is really good at this, I will sign up for your class. (laughs) So I know, like, one big blogger, like Tezza, right? Yeah. She has, like, an app with filters and stuff now, and she even has a guide on there on posing. Oh, she does? Yeah, and I read it. It's really interesting. It's about, like, movement and stuff so that it looks more natural. Um, But, so, like I was saying, I look at, like, engagement pictures even for just, like, pose inspiration for photo shoots. And they're all variations of like the same oh 10 God. poses. So, <laughs> so we started on engagement. <laughs> they all look exactly they're like, oh my God. So we ran out of like inspiration from that pretty quickly. So a lot of it is just like going out there and interacting and dancing and running around and just being goofy and seeing what makes you look the least goofy in a photo. <laughs> That's it. That is the name of the game, basically. Like, for every good photo, there are like hundreds of like the most goofy, strangest, like, pose. Like, I didn't know my face did that. I don't even know. (laughs) But I think that that's an amazing place to wrap up. So, where can everyone find y'all? So, Capital Couple, uh, it's C-A-P-I-T-A-L, like the city, not O-L, like the building, because we don't work on the hill. Um, so, Capital Couple, it's the same uh, handle on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and then CapitalCouple.com. Yep. Amazing. Very easy to remember. And one more question. So, if anyone's coming to D.C., what would be, like, the one place that you'd want them to go to? You answer first. Oh, man. <laughs> You know, I it's it's hard to uh, to decide between the old and the new of the city because right now we love the wharf. Mm-hmm. It's like our new like hot spot to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think I would say the wharf because there's so much uh, new stuff going on there. The restaurants are incredible, and uh, check out a concert at the Anthem. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, um, this is a really hard question. Um, just because it's our go-to for nice occasions and anniversaries, you should go have tapas and cocktails at Haleo, the one in Gallery Place. <laughs> it's uh, it's always our go-to spot. Yeah, and if you can't get in there, anything Jose Andres is uh, guaranteed to be great. Oh wait, can I change my answer? Yes. Sorry, <laughs> I just thought of the best thing. If you do one thing in DC, go to Shaw, and uh, underneath a donut shop there is a speakeasy called Nocturne, and it is the coolest place I've ever been in my life. It's tapas styled cocktails. So you pick three or four from a menu and um, there's just a lot of thought and creativity and even like science and intention that goes into each cocktail from the presentation to the taste and the flavors. And each cocktail contains some of the craziest stuff that you would never think would taste good together, but it's amazing. And the speakeasy only has 17 seats. So you get a lot of personal attention from the bartenders. Um, And if you go on like a weeknight, you should be able to walk in. If you go on a weekend you should make a reservation and i think you can on open table very fun and new experience amazing that sounds really cool all right well thank you all so much thank you it's really fun thanks for listening to the influencer girl lifestyle love this episode don't forget to subscribe rate and review for show notes and free resources on living out your influencer lifestyle head over to monicawoodham.com forward slash podcast